now, a Blaze Media podcast. That it is, and welcome to it, Chewing the Fat, with yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. If you, like me, are time change weekend tired, uh, still looking for that lost hour, you'll find it a few months from now. It'll show up again as the clock falls backwards, so... I'm sorry, springs ahead, falls backwards, whatever. You'll find it sooner or later. But I was struggling all day yesterday after I saw a tweet from Emery Wells, retweeted from Phil Cook. Einstein carried his luggage. Freud carried his luggage. Edison carried his luggage. All these geniuses carried their luggage, and not once did it occur to anyone to put a wheel on it and pull it. There are inventions sitting in front of us just waiting to be invented. I had a tough time sleeping after that. coronavirus and the uh, COVID-19 fears striking the globe, which is, uh, you know, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to some of those reports uh, as the podcast progresses. But uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like we could almost turn the show into like a crime blotter of what's going on around the world as well. So I'll try, I know, it could almost be that. I'm going to try and before we turn it into the crime blotter, though, I'll let you know that for those of you that were all excited that uh, the Republican mega donor, not, I'm not political. I don't want to hear the political music. I'm just saying he's, you know, he's called the Republican mega donor who bought a stake in Twitter. And you were all happy because they were going to oust Jack Dorsey as the head of Twitter. Uh, it was announced uh, today that uh, Twitter strikes a deal and uh, Jack Dorsey stays in as CEO. So uh, the deal's fine. He gets a board seat and a, he gets a bunch of stock and he gets a, I think they're throwing in another board seat as well. But uh, Jack has uh, worked his magic and he still stays in as CEO. So don't get your hopes up too much. Jack is still there and he'll be uh, taking care of business at Twitter as the foreseeable future. Twitter is still the wonderful world that it is. I I still use it. I still love it. You know, I get it. I get it. I get the uh, I get the Twitter deal, but uh, Dorsey's still in, so that's the way it goes. Now, I do have some stories today that I had saved specifically for uh, for my man Chris Cruz, which we'll get to. I'm hoping tomorrow because as I was traveling in today, I get the phone call and I, I see that it's Chris. Hello. <laughs> okay okay stay home stay home no problem so i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen so we'll have a couple of uh a couple of specific chris cruz stories once he uh once he returns from 
We'll get to that. I see the story where this company was going to pay you $1,000 to not open their mystery box. I, you know, you could get the box. It's $100. It's a mystery box for 100 bucks, and it could be anything inside the box ranging from zero to $7,000 in worth. It's pretty good. Pretty fun. So, you know, it's a, the lottery box. Uh, you know, it's the uh, it's the uh, selling of the uh, storage containers. You're hoping for something that's uh, big in there. Uh, it could be a Louis Vuitton bag, a Nintendo Switch, 25 years of Popeye's chicken sandwiches, or it might be a chewed piece of gum, a pair of socks, or some paper clips. So you spend 100 bucks, you get the box, and you take your shot. You open it up, all right? So now they're saying, look, you give us 100 bucks, you buy the box, all right? You keep it for 30 days, and you send it back to us. It's actually 100 days. 30 days, I guess they thought was doable. 100 days would be pretty tough. And if you send it back to them unopened, they'll send you $1,000. That's a pretty good investment. I got boxes in my garage I haven't opened up in a lot longer than 100 days. I couldn't tell you what's in them. I've moved a couple times, and I remember opening them at some point going, oh, yeah, eh, just tape it up. And it's still in the garage, still sitting there. If I could send it back to them and get 1000 bucks, I, I'd, be, I'd be well ahead of the curve. So it may be worth it. May be worth it. Uh, they're right now, though, they're, they're sold out and uh good luck god bless it'd be tough though it'd be tough knowing that you know you've got uh, something in there that could be worth a couple thousand more than the thousand you're getting back and that's their deal right even if everyone sends them back the box they're still good because they still put the merchandise in the boxes and you know they're still they're still up but it'd be tough to uh be tough not to open it for some of you for me, I'm putting it in the garage. Don't worry about it. It's over. No problem. And I know that uh, we are, you know, again, you know, being bombarded and uh, with coronavirus news. Again, which, you know, I've got some headlines for you coming up on that. But there's still people out there suffering from, you know, your everyday disasters. That's all. Like uh, in in, uh, in Nashville and in Tennessee, the tornadoes, people are still suffering from that. And if you'd like to help, uh, that would be wonderful. You can go to mercuryone.org and uh, help. They've, we've got people on the ground right now uh, assisting people. And uh, I see where Gibson Guitars is giving musicians who lost their instruments, you know, new guitars. I seem to remember when a tornado struck my house a few months ago it's been like six months ago yeah you know that never went off in my neighborhood so uh there's that but uh boy that guitar that we lost in that storm i'm pretty sure it was a gibson i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure it was a gibson so i guess maybe i send a letter and say yo gibson what up <laughs> okay all right i won't do it i promise and you know we have the everyday horror of you know the chocolate factory the mars uh the mars chocolate factory in england suffering from you know everyday disasters 
even as we we worry about shortages the mars chocolate factory in england they've got a mechanical glitch and so they're struggling to uh, keep up with the pace on the chocolate bars this will not stand as shortages of coke zero become a possibility we cannot have shortages of mars chocolate bars either now for right now the shortage is in the united kingdom but but no glitches in chocolate factories here in America. All right. This will not stand. I will not have it. We can do a quick crime blotter. You know, uh, I, 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 it never ceases to amaze me the crime that happens. Most of it is pretty dumb. Most of it is pretty dumb. I would say that for most criminals, perhaps you need to find a new gig. Because it's not working out for you. But as you know, no one, no one supports the police more than we do here on Chewing the Fat. No one. And this story is a prime example of why we support the police around the country. This particular uh, story from Laguna Beach Police Department, they posted on their Facebook page at 1.03 a.m. this morning, a Laguna Beach Police Department officer made a traffic stop and contacted the driver, who was delivering a Del Taco DoorDash order to someone in Laguna Beach. Unfortunately, the driver was arrested for an outstanding warrant. We at the Laguna Beach Police Department are no stranger to the midnight munchies. Due to our caring and empathetic nature, the officer felt obligated to deliver the meal to the thankful recipient. If your food delivery ambassador is stopped and has an outstand has outstanding warrants, we'll get you your food in 30 minutes or, well, I don't know. We're a police department after all. Yeah, I'm guessing that that food was not warm. Uh, I don't know how uh, what the bag is that uh, the uh, that the driver had, but it was nice of the police department to deliver the food. You know. Right, that's why we support them. That's what, just another example of why no one supports the police department more than we do here on Chewing the Fat. Now, if you want to talk about some stupid crime stuff, we certainly can. Like the Checkers employee uh, customer came in, got angry that it was the wrong order, threw the food at the employee... The employee uh, pulled out his weapon and shot the guy. He didn't kill him, just winged him, and he winged another guy. Uh, now, just so you know, he's uh, he's not uh, he's not working for Checkers anymore. Guilty, 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 guilty. No question, no question about that. And uh, perhaps it would give some pause to not complain about having the wrong order. Now. I would say it would only give you pause to not throw it back at the employee. You can absolutely complain politely. Like, hey, douchebag, you got the order wrong. I'm standing right here at the counter, and you still screwed up my order. How about you get... Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You know what? These This order is fine. Don't worry about it. No problem. I mean, that's just craziness. Right, I mean, it's just completely crazy. Plus, it's been a long time since I've had checkers. Checkers sounds pretty good, man. They're fries, and at one point they had a mushroom Swiss burger that was awesome. And then they used to do 
I don't know if you know this or not, but I lived in Florida for a while and uh, in Tampa Bay. And so on game days, on game Sundays, they would have like the uh, like ten burgers for ten bucks or something like that. Uh, hello, yes, <laughs> we are doing that. Watching the football game, no problem. Ten checker burgers for ten bucks. Yes, I am in. No problem. And then you have we get these stories from time to time, and it's really strange to me that people really do become institutionalized. You know, we talk to uh, people who have been to prison and who have who are now out of prison and are trying to better their life, better their other people's lives, better other prisoners' lives, like our man David J. Casey, who has, uh, you know, was in prison, spent years in prison, who I'm going to do a special series podcast with David and talk about uh, his life and uh, his life choices. And I've had him on the podcast before, and it's just fascinating. And I really do want to talk to him about his life and maybe do a short, limited series on him. Uh, God forgives, outlaws don't. Uh, I mean, that's his tattoo. That was his. That was the story of his life for many, many years. But this man, an 82-year-old man, spent most of his adult life in prison. And at 82, he got left out. And apparently, he couldn't adjust well to the outside world, so he went and did a, another armed robbery. And his excuse was that he wanted to... Uh, Go back to jail. He couldn't live his life outside of prison anymore. He served uh, 30 years, a little bit more than 30 years. And uh, after that, he... Well, actually, he spent... And then he spent another 17 years. So he spent almost 50 years in prison. All right, he served 30... 30 plus 17 is 47. Uh, duh. I know that, you know, I'm not math. I digress for a little bit. I, I know that I'm not good at math, but we don't have to play the audio. But I was in love with the Brian Williams MSNBC thing. And don't, don't start playing political music. I'm just, I'm using this as a math analogy. When they interviewed the lady that had tweeted out if Michael Bloomberg gave everyone in America a million dollars, how much better life would be because it was just wasted money he spent 500 million dollars on his campaign if he gave there's 372 million people in america if he gave everybody a million dollars it would be great and there's a lot of people that could, would live their lives a lot better with a check for a million dollars and no one on msnbc says um that's not true maybe you should rethink your math a little bit through if he gave a million dollars to 372 people that maybe would work but there's 372 million people ouch yeah you aren't lying ouch yeah even even mr 60 billion doesn't have enough to cover that just incredible that no one i mean it falls through the cracks all the way to the interview of we're going to do you as a guest to making it to one-on-one -on -one at the desk with brian williams to full screen tweet 
to still covering with the host saying, and you think he's going to get to it. For those of you ahead on the math, don't worry. And and you think he's going to say, yeah, well, uh, no, that doesn't work out well. And you know you realize that your math is wrong. I mean, it's a nice thought. You can still even let her off the hook. It's a nice thought. Everybody gets some money, and he doesn't waste it, but it really doesn't work because it's not 372 people. It's 372 million people. So he never gets to it. It's incredible. Incredible. Even Mr. No Math Like Myself. It's just it's incredible. It's funny to say. It is cute to think about, but it's incredible. Incredible that you would just not. I just let that go as a real thing. And then we have the story from uh, police departments all over the country that are saying that uh, they're catching criminals left and right because the criminals uh, keep posting clues on their Facebook pages. <laughs> Drug traffickers, extortionists, bank robbers, they keep posting all their clues on their Facebook. They're doing live feeds from... Uh, they're on the way to doing their crime. Uh, they've busted people left and right. And it's very difficult for today's criminals not to be posting, you know, let's do a Facebook Live. We'll show these bastards how cool it is. I'm getting ready to walk into this bank and we're going to rob this bank. All right, let's go. And uh, no, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Uh, you probably shouldn't be doing that at all. In uh, 2012... 2012 law enforcement officials said they used social media to solve crimes nearly seven out of 10 times it helped them close the cases faster that's eight years ago amazing facebook received nearly 130,000 data requests from governments around the world during the first six months of last year According to the latest figures, people are posting stuff online all the time about their criminal activity. So perhaps, as I stated before, it's time. If you're a criminal in today's world, you may want to find a new gig. Or at least, you know, maybe work smarter, not harder. Speaking of criminals, too, I see where... uh, you know, we had our man Harvey Weinstein uh, go to Rikers. And guilty, 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 guilty! They found him guilty, 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 too. But uh, he uh, he went to Rikers. He got out of the hospital. They shipped him off to Rikers, and he's, uh, you know, he's going to be there. He has, his, uh, he has his sentencing date coming up. But right now, he has uh, the whole floor uh, is all him. Just Harvey. He's hanging out. He's got the whole floor to himself. Now, probably a good idea. I know it keeps him safe, uh, you know, from other inmates. It has the 24-hour security system in place to monitor Harvey's every move. He has a doctor at the ready. It, uh, It doesn't let him think about harming himself or others harming him while he's there. Uh, but he's got, and it also, I love the story talks about, he's got heart healthy options for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And 
You can also request junk food from the commissary and uh, all alone. Now, they do shut them down at night. They send them to a cell at night uh, with another prisoner and uh, then, uh, you know, sleeps. Everybody sleeps. I guess that's okay. I guess maybe the other two prisoners have been fully vetted as prisoners that aren't going to hurt Harvey. And uh, so then once, you know, once the morning gets going, all right, Harvey, back to the dorm floor, floor 30, floor 30 at Rikers, all yours in the dorm. Just hang out. Take care of yourself. You need a new magazine? Okay, no problem. I mean, okay. Good for him. Now, I guess his sentencing is scheduled to come up this week on Wednesday, so we'll find out what happens. I know that they are really trying to hit him hard, but they want to hit him hard for his lifetime of abuse, and I get it. Harvey's a dirtbag. I've already said this. He, we, all, we, all, we all agree. Right? You, me, you, yep. That answer is true. He's a dirtbag. However, however, he was convicted on two sex crimes. He was not convicted on his, what the prosecutors are calling, lifetime of abuse. So they want to sentence him because of his lifetime of abuse um no that's not the way it's supposed to work and especially uh you know i know that he's nah never mind i'm not gonna get into that just i know he's a dirtbag we all agreed but he's supposed to be sentenced on the crimes he was convicted on not his so-called lifetime of abuse and speaking of lifetime of abuse i know uh, hunter biden's in trouble he was supposed to show up and have his reports in arkansas uh no he missed his deadlines to submit the paperwork and now he's gonna have to show i mean he, hunter what are you doing what are you doing just get this over with your dad's struggling enough out there on the campaign trail I mean, your dad is, he needs your help. He needs your help out there. In fact, he needs your help so bad he's reminding people to vote for Donald Trump out on the campaign trail. He needs your help, desperately. And yet you're screwing it all up because you don't want to pay your stripper baby mama some cash. And you don't want to show her your income. And I know that you're unemployed right now. And yes, I used quotation marks for those of you watching live on the 9th of March, 2020, uh, listening and watching live uh, to the podcast of Chewing the Fat. But uh, just get it done. Get it over with, Hunter. Set it up. What are you doing? Now, I mean, you're in big trouble, and the judge in Arkansas is not happy. So we'll see. He was supposed to submit his paperwork by March 1st. Didn't happen. Now he's supposed to have a deposition coming up on March 11th and a pretrial hearing on March 13th. And according to, according to this report, unless his hair is on fire, he needs to be in Arkansas and he needs to be in a deposition. 
Hunter, is that you? It is. Oh, I, I, look. Look at this. Look at this. I'm on fire. Man, if I wasn't, though, I'd be in Arkansas. But I can't because my hair is literally on fire. room. I need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar desperately. Oh, and a shortage of that will not be tolerated, just so that we're clear. Be sure you subscribe to uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you are uh, listening to this show and you are not a subscriber to the podcast, what are you doing with your life? Subscribe. Now, you can subscribe on whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart. Just hashtag not SoundCloud. They don't play nice with the other children. But you can subscribe on anything. iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, any of it. Whatever whatever makes you happy, subscribe. In fact, you could go to theblaze.com slash podcast, click on Chewing the Fat. It opens up and it gives you a plethora of choices to subscribe to the show on. One of those, I believe, is still SoundCloud. We're trying to get rid of that. I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. I I know. I don't understand it either, but subscribe to the podcast. And as long as you're in the mood to subscribe, go to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher on YouTube and subscribe there too. Plenty of new content coming on uh, that page as well. And I got this message. Uh, it said, uh, hey, Jeffy and Chris. I don't know why she says Chris, but whatever. He can't even he can't even make it to the show today. Apparently, he's got some kind of <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, the comment is: I did make spaghetti a couple of nights ago while your show was playing, and I made homemade meatballs. It was much easier than I thought it would be. The meal was a hit. Last night, I ordered Red Robin to go, also a hit. Boy, I haven't eaten at Red Robin in a while. Kind of tough to get the unlimited fries at home when you order takeout, but. Will, I don't know if Red Robin does that. <laughs> you know, the trick at Red Robin with the unlimited fries is you get the fries, and then as soon as they deliver to your table, you order another order. Right then. You don't want to wait around. Don't wait around for your fries to run out and then order, because then you have to wait and you have to continue eating other things, which kind of fill you up till the other order of fries comes. That's their little trick. But I'm telling you the inside trick. As soon as your order comes... Order the next order of fries for your unlimited fries so that by the time you're almost done with that first order, the second order comes. And then if you feel like you're ordering a third, yeah, order it then too. But I mean, keep them coming. But uh, ordered a Red Robin to go. So I don't know if they do that on the, on the takeout. You tell the driver, coming back in 10 with the extra order of fries, probably not going to happen. Everyone gets their own plastic box with the burger and fries. Cleanup is a breeze. Podcast is 10 out of 10. Vicky B. Thank you in the great state of Ohio. Eh, I use the great state of Ohio lately. But you should subscribe. And if you subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review it. Uh, Vicky uh, gave it a 10 out of 10. I'm telling you the easiest thing to do to rate and review it is just rate it. 20 stars best podcast ever now i know don't look at me like that i know that apple only gives you a five-star process 
So you click the five stars, and part of the review is 20 stars, best podcast ever. There, I've worked it out for you. You happy? One, uh, one more crime. I can't get enough of the crime stories, but you'll be happy because the 24-year-old guy. No, nah, we don't need the thing. We're in the break. We're in the break, bro. We don't need the crime. Uh, remember the kid that uh, licked the tub of Bluebell ice cream and then set it back in the in the freezer? And it was, you know, YouTube stint, and it was all live, and it was, it was, you know, went viral everywhere. I mean, the world was talking about it. He was sentenced uh, 30 days in jail. Uh, guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty, 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 yes, guilty. found guilty. Uh, Deidre and L. Quinn Anderson of Port Arthur, Texas. He was given an additional 180 days probation over two years, ordered to pay a $1,000 fine and $1,565 in restitution to Bluebell Creameries. Uh, he could have been sentenced for a year, fined up to 4000 for misdemeanor criminal mischief. Uh, even though he licked it put it back in the freezer video does show him going back and taking it out and purchasing it but that's not enough it's not enough because it didn't show it on the video which that was his mistake right if he had done it on the video it probably wouldn't have gone as viral as it did and uh it set off a chain of events of other idiots doing it so while it was kind of funny no no look at me like that you know you chuckled a little thought oh could you do that you know he chuckled a little oh that's kind of funny but you can't set off the chain of events like that and they came in and took off all the ice cream out of the freezers and and you know people were doing other videos were being posted of it and i'm sure that all those other videos didn't go and purchase the product before they did it maybe some of them did i i, I actually when it first happened i thought i'm gonna do that only I'll go to don't look at me like that. I thought it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go to I'm going to go to the store. That's before I knew he actually went he paid for it and went back and took it off. I thought to myself, "Ah, oh, you know, I'll just go to the store and I'll say, "Hey, I'm going to buy it. I'll buy it right now, but I'm going to pretend that I put it back in the freezer." And then you realize when you say it out loud like that, see, you hear me out. That's why I'm saying you could look at me weird, but just hear me out. When you say it out loud like that, you realize what's going to happen because people don't think about you purchasing it and taking it out of there and just doing it for fun they think oh you're just doing it and now we don't know what's been licked what hasn't been licked you got to pull them all out cost a lot of money cost you know that that's what he got in trouble for so you know good for him 30 days pay restitution get rid of it and uh you should sometimes think just a little. Maybe you say it out loud, like I did. Like I did. You say it out loud, and you realize you get to the point where, you know, nah, nah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work the way you planned. It's going to be funny, but it's not really funny, and it's going to be treated like it's not funny. And you're going to end up with at least thirty days in jail, and uh, you're going to end up having to do 180 days of uh, community service, and you're going to have to pay, you know, a thousand bucks restitution and 1500 bucks restitution and a thousand buck fine so maybe we just don't do it maybe that's what we do maybe we just don't do it where and where are my people from PETA where are my people from PETA this is why you wait to post stuff like this my man in uh in Texas uh last May we're just now seeing the picture so this happened in May all right so you don't the people who get in trouble, like the ice cream guy, they post it right away. 
if they're in trouble. My man posts a picture of him and his seven foot, three hundred and sixty three pound boar that he shot and killed at his Texas ranch. Now he was all happy that uh, he spotted the boar with his Fleur thermal scope and his six point five Grinnell AR fifteen rifle just on the edge of his field. I presume he was looking for sows to breed. I made a short stalk and got to within nearly 80 to 100 yards before shooting three times before the boar fell. He didn't realize that how big it was till he got up to it. Oof. I mean, it's seven foot, 365, 363-pound boar. That's a big old boy. And so a lot of people think a couple things. Uh, if you have a ranch in Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, and they start taking hold, they, as in the boars, you can't have that, man. They tear up everything, so you got to put them down. You have to. And they breed like pigs. <laughs> no, I said they breed like pigs. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, so, and you think, hey, that's some good eating, right? Bacon forever. Uh, no. Uh, according to my man Mitchell, they uh, get that big. They're too tough. They're too tough. So he just dropped it off. He's, he gave it to the coyotes and the birds. You just leave it out in the middle of the field and have at it. Let them eat it. So, I mean, he gave it back to the ecosystem, right? So we'll see if PETA does anything with it. It's pretty tough to do. I mean, you could be mad and say all animals deserve life. Yeah, except for the uh, seven foot, three hundred sixty-three pound boar. Uh, no, they don't. The animals eating that boar, they deserve life. <laughs> All right, just a little uh, coronavirus update, uh, COVID-19. Oh, I don't have to walk. No, well, speaking, you know, you know what? I'm glad you played that because that reminds me to promote Talking Walking Dead. Uh, it's a Monday podcast that I post with Jason Buttrell and my son Maximus uh, each week. Uh, on Mondays, we post uh, the review uh, and the look ahead for Walking Dead from... Uh, Sunday night, which aired last night, if you're listening live on the 9th of March, 2020. And so a talking walking dead, uh, is up and you can, uh, you can listen to that podcast, which uh, drops every Monday. And on Monday you should get, you're getting two boops. You're getting the boop for talking walking dead and you're getting the boop for, uh, for chewing the fat. And, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome by the way. And then, uh, so, I mean, that's, part of it's part of the deal with your subscription that i'm giving to you for free right now all right you subscribe to chewing the fat you're getting it for free for right now i can't promise you how long that's going to be but for right now it's free to subscribe so the coronavirus update (laughs) right now as of this recording uh the 9th of march mid-afternoon uh, you're looking at 113,981 cases. This is, you know, worldwide. Uh, 4,000 deaths, 62,832 recovered. That's worldwide. Um, there's plenty of things being canceled. Uh, South by Southwest was finally canceled over the weekend. We did have an attendee uh, at the at CPAC conference 
diagnosed with coronavirus. So uh, we know that the attendee did not go to any events in the main hall where the president had delivered his speech and where, you know, many people that we know delivered speeches. But uh, there's been a couple of people, including Ted Cruz, who has given himself, uh, you know, he's going to stay at home, his uh, self-quarantine for a week just to make sure. I mean, it's only prudent. We have a Disneyland in Paris. Maintenance worker tested positive for coronavirus. Some of these big places. Italy has been one of the places hit hardest right now. Now, they've closed schools and they've shut down provinces. And they're talking about sporting events uh, for at least a month. They're going to prohibit spectators. Um, I know that they're talking about prohibiting spectators. They haven't done it yet. But prohibiting spectators at some uh, professional sports events and we had lebron james uh you know quoted as saying that uh i'm not playing without fans in the arenas we shall see lebron we'll see how that goes for you i'm guessing and this is just a thought from me i'm guessing if china says play lebron would play after all they're just part of the investment crew of the nba these days right uh it would be fascinating to see and interesting if they start doing that where you're playing events without the fans. Um, it sets a bad precedent, though, man. People watching those games, staying home. Wow. Kind of scary. Um, really scary. There's been plenty of things that uh, break out that you think, wow, that's just really... You know, the, the breakdown of what could be happening and and what is happening and what could happen in the very near future is that's a little scary when you think about it and maybe the best thing is not to think about it i don't know i don't know what to tell you i just i i watch the news i'm just telling you what's going on around the world i know we had the i saw an interview with uh tillman fertita he's was on cnbc he's a you know big time billionaire chairman and ceo of landry's which own i mean that owns more than 600 restaurants around the world subpar restaurants mind Uh, you whatever i mean he's a billionaire he's his average loss is a million a day uh right now well hey that that does not bother me one iota (laughs) it bothers him not a fan of their gumbo it doesn't matter and it matters to the people who work there ever he talked, Ever, I tell you. He talked about uh, they, they opened a restaurant back in, in China uh, where they were able to relocate in Beijing, their steakhouse. And he said that uh, something had happened for the first time in his roughly 40 years in the restaurant business. We opened the restaurant. Sales. Now, this is in Beijing, remind you. Sales for day one were zero. Nice. No, that is not funny. Not funny at all. But he's talking. You know, he says that uh, you know the uh, the restaurant revenue in suburban locations has remained okay. Uh, for now, the regional casinos have been less impacted than the ones in Las Vegas. Uh, so, I mean, they're still we're still going out. We're still getting things, but things are you know slowing down. And it could, you know, slow down even more if it keeps going in the direction it appears to be going. Facebook said it's going to ban 
ads for medical face masks because they want to prevent people from exploiting the platform to incite coronavirus hysteria. That's good. Do we need to be in hysteria? No. Um, You know, we have uh, cruise ships trying to find places to dock. They finally gave in, and you'll probably see it on the news uh, as they show the uh, Grand Princess. uh, They said, yeah, you can dock it at the Port of Oakland. But they're already, they've fenced off the areas, and they're going to, you know, let the people off the ship, and they're going to guide them into quarantine areas. But, I mean, I don't want to be the one making those decisions of whether a ship should be able to dock or not. Of course you want them to, but, you know, it's scary. They were on the cruise, you know. Should they have been on the cruise? I guess. They talk about, uh, they now told uh, the health officials have said uh, coronavirus, you know, older people should be distancing themselves. Uh, We we shouldn't be going to uh, nursing homes. The nursing homes should kind of be self-quarantining. Uh, a D.C. priest was just announced to have coronavirus, and he offered communion this past Sunday. Uh, all worshipers who visited the church, the Christ Church in Georgetown, they're asking to self-quarantine. And church this week has been canceled for the first time since the 1800s. Is that is that hysteria? I don't know. Is it prudent? I guess. Um, I, you know, we're we're having shortages right now. Shortages right now. I'm just not on the shelf. I mean, it's not on the shelf. We have, you know, toilet paper and hand sanitizer and shit people going crazy. We've had stories of uh, since we can't find masks and we can't find gloves, people are buying condoms. And the report is they're buying condoms to put on their fingers to touch things. I would say they're buying condoms because if you're going to be self-quarantined in your home, you might as well, you don't, you know, you might as well, you know. Right. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I know we're quarantined, baby, but how about a little COVID-19 business? Oh, yeah. And then you're going to hear, sure, okay. <laughs> you know what? Let's just go watch a Netflix movie. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So for those of you looking forward to reading Woody Allen's new book, biography, uh, Apropos of Nothing, uh, remember that... Uh, the family was all wound up, uh, Ronan and the daughter, and they were all mad at uh, they were all mad at uh, the book group for wanting to publish the autobiography. They were pissed that that wasn't they didn't talk to us about it, and so uh, the autobiography is uh, back on hold. Uh, they canceled the deal. They said, uh, you know what? Uh, no. Uh, so good luck, Woody. And look, there were reports that it was going to still going to get published in France. So maybe it gets published in France and then, you know, you pick up a... I don't know if you've heard this thing. It's called the... What is it called again? The Oh, yeah, the Internet. <laughs> and so you'd be able to order it. I'm sure Amazon. Uh, 
just click on the little apropos of nothing link and then send it to you no problem good luck though good luck uh, i know i know looks not you know whatever but heaven forbid that we let someone like woody allen write a book there might be some lies in it oh no here you go write one yourself that goes against that book sell a few copies figure it out but whatever it also came to our attention that uh, over the weekend that uh, back in the 70s uh the legos which i you know i always liked legos i always liked legos my wife has a thing for them she doesn't like them so they've been kind of you know absent in our household but for years with my with my oldest son i mean we were it was a lego world man and he has i mean he's just a ocd freak he has been ever since he was a little kid we had to have them all in tupperwares and the same we could we built castles and walls and i mean we built the world with these things we had all the you know we kept all you had to keep all the directions for all the little cars and all the buildings you keep those separate and then you keep those pieces the pieces that you need all the same all the like pieces in separate tupperware so that when you're building things and you need a piece there it is and uh you know i had a thing but anyway i digress uh, apparently, uh, they found uh, a letter to parents from Lego uh, from back in the 70s, and people are all happy about it because it says, uh, to parents, the urge to create is equally strong in all children, boys and girls. It's imagination that counts, not skill. You build whatever comes into your head the way you want it. A bed or a truck a dollhouse or a spaceship a lot of boys like dollhouses they're more human than spaceships a lot of girls prefer spaceships they're more exciting than dollhouses the most important thing is to put the right material in their hands and let them create whatever appeals to them now if that's true uh, first of all i mean the statement itself is true did it come from lego i find that questionable i find that questionable because it's it's a letter held up to you know the camera and you know behind you can see the legos spread out blurry behind the letter but the letter isn't doesn't have any lego heading or anything it's just i don't think i don't buy it i don't buy it i mean good for them maybe you know lego tried to you know make some money and start selling legos again maybe sales are a little low these days i get it i get it but uh i don't know that i buy it it's a cute little thing but i don't know that i buy it and uh before i leave you today i just want to let you know i know that uh you were a little concerned and, and you know look i was too uh for a while i was concerned about tony romo he worked it out got the hundred million dollar deal uh so then i had to move my worries to dak prescott uh quarterback for the dallas cowboys i thought oh no how's Dak gonna live I mean, I don't know what kind of what kind of deal he has assigned a new contract yet. Apparently, they've come to the table now with a new deal for Dak, uh, at least thirty three million a year. That's going to be tough to take. Now he said no to that. He said no to the original thirty three million. I you don't want to know why? Because uh, Russell Wilson, quarterback for Seattle, makes thirty five million a year. <laughs> Ben Roslisberger for the Steelers at about $34 million a year. 
Aaron Rodgers for the Packers and Jared Goff for the Rams are about $33.5 million a year. I don't know how they are about $33.5 million a year. I don't know how they get by, and I could well understand why Dak would say no to $33 million a year because it's a slap in his face. And it just, it's a slap in everybody's face. And I don't know how that he'd be able to put food on the table. So, Dak, hold out, baby. You need to be at least $36 million. I want you number one. I want you number one. I don't, I don't want Russell, Ben, Aaron, Jared. I don't want any of them over you. All right. And then you could be able to put food on the table. Sad. I just feel like your Sad. bias is showing because doesn't your wife cheer for the Eagles? Yes, she does. Yes, yep. So I, I'm not so sure that chewing the fat is the best source for information on Dak Prescott. I, I'm rooting for him. Are you kidding me? I want him to make the money. Oh, but thirty-three million is not enough. But still, if your house bleeds green, I mean, no, I, the house doesn't. Maybe, maybe the house doesn't. The the wife. I know, yeah, my father-in-law. Yeah, they're all from Philly, so. Yeah, they root for, you're right. Kind of bleeds. And she's kind of rubbed off on the kids. Kind of agonizing, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. And look, when you start making that big kind of money, like Steve Jobs' widow, who's worth $27.5 billion, <laughs> it's wrong for individuals to accumulate massive amounts of wealth. Remember that, Dak, as you're looking to sign that new contract. Remember what the former Mrs. Jobs, Lauren Powell Jobs, had to say about accumulating massive amounts of wealth. It's wrong. Makes me sick. Out of control. Out of control.